rise when we get down with the tribe. It's a new age groove, one step at a time. Yeah, we move to the tune while we're set in the style. No, it is what it is. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of What a Mess, the podcast that looks at some of the weird, ridiculous, and sometimes outrageous historical facts you probably didn't learn in school. I'm one of your hosts, Justine, and with me is... Jerry Benedict, and let's dive in. Um, we have to talk about something that happened this week. Um, obviously, the Grammys. Yes. And it was a, it was a memorable night because we saw Beyonce breaking records and becoming the artist with the most wins in Grammy history. I mean, she's always waking up from her bed and making history all the time. Well, I just wake up like out of bed and just go have online battles. <laughs> but yeah, she made history and we also had Megan Thee Stallion having three wins, which was a big thing for new artists. And yeah, and also we had representation from Africa with Whiskey and Banner Boy, right? Yes. First of all, I just, I'm going to reference Megan's win first because mm-hmm. Megan is the first black woman to win an, a Grammy for Best New Artist ever since Lauryn Hill won that in 1996. Yeah, which is definitely a big thing because the entire gap in all of those years to the reason. That's really, it's really history in the making. Yeah. And yeah, but we have to dig, like to dig deep when it comes to Wizkid and Banner Boy because they've been placing Africa on a map, I mean, the couple recent years. Yeah. With having like international collaborations, winning these awards, and it's a big thing because we don't see this happening often, right? Yeah, Wizkid and Banner Boy's work has been inspirational to so many artists, and I think as a big Wizkid fan, shout out to Wizkid fans, <laughs> I'm kind of proud of us. I've been a Wizkid fan for ten years, not to brag. <laughs> yeah, and also like their work has been consistent. It's been inspirational. They've done all sorts of collaborations with small-time artists, like big names all over the African continent, internationally. And to see them just win this, uh, the, win this Grammy is just kind of cements that Africa's music is the best and people should watch out for it. Definitely. And so we have to talk about, um, like, P. Didi, the artist, having an influence oh. in Banner Boy and the Grammys, which is... a controversial conversation because when African artists were having, there was like an African sound wave happening. Mm-hmm. A couple of artists were talking about how so many international artists are using African artists to actually get songs that blow up on a global scale. But we see Didi actually helped Banner Boy in a way. I know he's known for having tantrums and being problematic, but he did write with Banner Boy this time. And, yes. you know, we have to shout out that. And so apart from that, we yeah. have to dive in on something very important, something that so many people don't know, mm-hmm. that Whiskey and Banner Boys were actually not the first African people to win the Grammys. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. We have Miriam Makeba, who's actually a South African singer and the first African to ever win a Grammy. Shout out to Miriam Makeba. The, the galleys are moving, as <laughs> Nani will say. Like, Mir- uh, Miriam Makeba's work is inspirational, not just because of her music and her winning a Grammy, it's because she's been consistent with this, and I feel like her story should be heard. Yeah, should be heard. And we have to talk about this new controversial category in the Grammys, which 
honestly, I didn't believe what it. What like, category is this? TikTok. TikTok made its way in Grammys. I mean, TikTok has been influencing our lives of recent, and now they're in the Grammys, which is not something I expected to be happening. Is it like an established thing, or do we have to like wait for them to actually make this category? They actually hinted and caused chaos. They just wanted us to have a hint first, but it's definitely going to be it because it was done on the Grammys page. Yeah. And in my opinion, I feel like, you know, there are a couple of pros with this category and there are a couple of cons, to be honest. Do you think having a TikTok Grammy category will really be a good thing? Well, in some ways, because first of all, I think having a TikTok category will have an aspect of inclusivity for me. Mm-hmm. Because you know TikTok right now has been responsible for bringing out sounds that people are using for tracks and everything. And this has actually elevated some musicians who were not even popular before. Yeah. So now they have a larger audience and them having a category of win for TikTok is going to give them a, like a bigger platform and they'll get recognition after some time. Mm-hmm. So that's also a good thing. And uh, okay. also for like independent creators responsible for creating sounds, mm-hmm. um, getting this is like a, like a good platform for them to have their work put out there. So yeah, definitely the advantages to that category. I think saying that TikTok will definitely put map uh, artists like independent artists or like artists people have not had before on the map is a good thing so do you think don't trash would win a tiktok grammy hopefully it doesn't because i i know grammys usually just award things that are piece like an artwork something that's very sophisticated in the structure and production and everything and Honestly, I don't think that is for that track. Like, I honestly don't feel it. And this is why um, there's, like, an aspect of limitations of that category that come across. Mm -hmm. With the fact that TikTok having a category is obviously just going to lead to the inception of this crazy sound that people are using because they'll be fitting for dance videos. And this is going to cause so many artists to jump onto that wave. Yeah. And with that, we're going to just have, like, cluster content that's produced because... People are releasing the same thing the entire time. Do you believe that people really want to be as creative just because it's a TikTok Grammy category? Well, not entirely, but we cannot also say that that won't happen. Because you know the Grammys are literally a prized um, award show. Like Everyone wants to have a Grammy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's going to be this category, Grammys will create an incentive for artists to just produce songs because they need to win the Grammys. And as, re- as a result of that, we're going to have lots of TikTok sounds. And so it's going to be a pick genre, and that's what most of the people will be doing. So if they're doing that, then there's no creativity, there's no diversity. So that's definitely like a limitation. So it will be a big blow to the music world, okay. definitely. So completely unrelated, I am going to work on like the Bassett remix <laughs> to see to get yourself how far I can go with this. I would definitely do that. I want a Grammy for myself. Okay, let's get back to what we discussed a bit earlier. We have to talk about Miriam Makeba. We, who was like the original, as you might say, city girl, using yes. her beauty to fight all the predicaments that she was encountering when she, she, during her quest, you know, to fight for people's rights. Yes, we stand. Yes, and it, I mean, I don't fault her for that because you know what a girl's got to do, what a girl's got to do. So I, I, if she made things work, then it, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, how she got there. So we have to talk about a bit of history on her so we can get a base on what she did. Okay, so Miriam Makeba, Mama Africa, mm-hmm. as she's popularly known, 
is a ph- phenomenal singer, yeah. a phenomenal performer, and even more uh, influential in her activism work. Mm. And like when you hear the kind of things that she, she was able to do to raise awareness around like the apartheid regime, like she did the work that most people were actually just trying to find a way to push forward. Mm-hmm. And I think she should have been celebrated way more in her country mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. be- but because the government was very racist, because the government was very white, <laughs> but they y- you know, didn't I didn't give her an opportunity to be celebrated mm-hmm. until way later after the country gained independence. Which is sad because it was the old times, and she was a woman. You know how tough it was for her to carry the baggage of doing this entire thing, and it's. It's it's amazing how she made history. She's doing things that I wouldn't do myself, you know. Yep. She died leaving a legacy. People like me would be dying and put, they'll throw like laundry over there because that's how I lived with a pile of laundries that are not made. And it's, we have, I know it doesn't even matter what she did. I know she had these connections that she made and everything she had to do to get her feet with everything. And, you know, fighting for civil rights, it's like it's very exhausting, you know, between dealing Obviously. with all these crazy African leaders that were like in ruling during those times and then being kicked out of her original home that has to be like it has to be really tough you know let's backtrack just for a bit mm-hmm. uh madame maria makeba was literally thrown out of her country because mm-hmm. the government at the time felt like she was too too much of an activist it's yeah. like they were afraid of this black woman and everything she stood for and the work she was trying to do to raise awareness mm-hmm. about people's lives who are like what, that were being destroyed mm-hmm. and for her to be ousted from her country and make friendships with very influential people like yeah. Harry Belafonte and Tomboy at the time and I can name so many but she was friends with presidents of African countries who are also dictators. Which is a good thing. I mean, she was getting passports all over. And look at people now. She was getting passports from all these men and who are used to getting flowers that trot by 12 p.m. So she really (laughs) did a good work, you know? Yeah. So, like, I don't fault her. And, you know, even in her, the entire journey that was taking place, there were just so many hurdles that she had to go through. Yeah. When she ended up, um, she got into our relationship with Stokely and they ended up getting married yep. and with that she got backlash because you know she was getting banned from these countries that were actually friendly with her during the first times because you know Stokely had like complications I mean being involved with particular uh, organizations and everything mm-hmm. which didn't really sit well with some of these countries so with her being associated with a man she was told she couldn't get to this place anymore because she was associated with this particular person. And, you know, from there, things went downhill. Her life was not really, like, a, a picnic. It wasn't like a picnic or a walk because things now just went south from there. Yeah. She was exiled. She couldn't go to some places. But, you know, she ended up being invited by Secretary in Guinea. Yeah. Right? One of the things that amazes me about her story mostly mm-hmm. is the fact that she could go to... She got passports from, like, Algeria, Algiers. <laughs> Uh, Guinea, is it Guinea? Yeah. Yeah, Guinea. And like the these people welcomed them to like their homes, mm-hmm. and like they gave her an opportunity to continue spreading the message around Black South Africans, 
and what they were facing with their government at the time. Yeah. And even in the work when she was facing all these difficulties in her own personal life, yeah. she still prioritized other people's lives who couldn't speak for themselves. But also associ- associating yourself with dictators is kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, like, you're a good person, yeah. But you also have to play the dictator's game. You know, yeah. you have to sing at their inaugurations and you have to sing at their praises. Even if they're hurting their people, running the country to the ground, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. a bit messy. Yeah, but, but at this... <laughs> you gotta do the work. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, I'm so glad that she had, like, all these men wrapped around her finger. We don't even have to forget talking about how she, she was able to change in an entire president, like prime minister's office. Yeah. I mean, she was given a chance to change in Hill Selassie's <laughs> office to go perform. That is power. That is actual power. And with that, you know, we don't have to use that to fault her. I know she had like a few skeletons, you know, along her way, but she also ended up doing something who that's doesn't. very... Uh, yeah, who doesn't? So she ended up doing something that's monumental with all this. So, you know, that is a queen that we have to respect at the end of the day, you know? Yes. She was, she was doing something that most people couldn't even do now and people are open to so many things. At that time, she was facing... I mean, she would have just decided to sit home and relax and enjoy her life, but she decided to stand up for people, fight for people. So that's really important. I think we can forego every other skeleton <laughs> in her closet with the work that she's done. She's a phenomenal woman and I think that's is what we should celebrate. Yeah. And also, shout out to Hugh Masekela. Like, they were married mm-hmm. for two years, uh, between 1964 to 1966. They got divorced, but they maintained that friendship mm-hmm. and maintained the work, like, the work they were doing for black South Africa and also just the liberation from apartheid was bigger yeah. than maybe the little scuffle that they had that because their so marriage good. ended. That was an actual man. If it's a normal situation, he'd have been pissed. It's like, I can't work with somebody that we've parted ways with. That was peak yeah. maturity. Yes. Shout yeah. out to Mi- Ma- Mama Africa, <laughs> Miriam Makeba, and Humaskela for not being petty. You're not being petty, definitely. So, yeah, I guess that w- that was it. I mean... This is a big woman we celebrate her to date and everything. And I am glad that we were, able, we were able to dive in and talk about her. I mean, some of the things I actually even had no information about. I just knew about her being this impeccable icon. But discovering the things she had to go through was really an insight. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about this. Yes. And so think, if hmm. you're out there and you have any fun fact about Mama Miriam Makeba that you feel like we should learn you know, this would be like a great opportunity to share with us. Definitely. So, I need to know that. That's an icon that I need to know more and more about. So I'm glad we were able to get into this. So I guess, you know, that's it from us. Uh, I guess see you next time. I was your host, Jerry Benedict. And I'm Justine signing out. Goodbye. Adios. Adios.